0: Welcome to Chromodiversity, a podcast about common genetic diversity in children and adults, featuring science, stories, and support. I'm Elliot Pollack, founder of my XXY Chromodiversity Foundation, and I'll be your host. Last week, the president of the Dutch Kleinfelter Association, Alfred Jonker, shared the story of his lived experience growing up with Chromodiversity. Since his diagnosis, with an extra X, at the age of 31, he's become a leading advocate for early detection, intervention, and information, and pioneered a patient- and family-centric interdisciplinary care approach that combines lived experience with scientific understanding. In this second of two episodes, you'll hear more about his recommendations for support, including Urgent Takeaways for Parents, Professionals, and Policymakers, and some on-the-spot answers to an entertaining quiz at the end.
1: Early diagnosis, that's the fundament of your life. And then you will have to build your own building, your own house. And for some people, it will be one floor and others have maybe 20 floors. But that's your life, that is your role of significance in this world. So is it one floor you will build on or is it 20 floors you will build on? What do we have to be in this life as known as?
0: Is what you're saying in the future, there are things we could simply avoid and build a house that would be more solid earlier? Yes, that's right. We, we uh,
1: know uh, more about the elements you need to have a solid fundament. So that's what we can give the people from now who are living now, the parents, the. Uh, partners but also the people with the uh, genetic differences so they can build on a solid fundament and uh, so we can help them so they didn't have to struggle all the time what i have uh, been through in my life and all the people with me because we didn't have the internet we don't have validated information but now we have so we can build on and have a stronger fundament
0: what advice would you give to someone who has just found out they have a genetic difference like yours? Talk to others, such as medicals uh, peers, and if you have a
1: partner, keep talking to your partner. Because before diagnosis and after diagnosis, you are still the same person. You have not become any less worthy. We we have on our website the animation uh, movie, and also said. Well, you came to a doctor, you are person A, and after you heard you have a diagnosed Kleinefeld or, or other genetic difference, you are the same person as before you had received your diagnosis. So that makes no difference. But most people are then thinking, oh, I'm not worthy anymore, or I did fail, I have a failure in life, or I'm now the victim
0: here. That's not true although it's been considered for a long time Mm -hmm. a syndrome or a disease.
1: I don't like the word disease because it is not a disease at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a a differences, no more, no less. It doesn't matter if you have an extra X or extra Y. Well, it makes you more valuable for other people. Don't throw it away. Keep it in front of you and say, well, I'm very happy. I have an extra X or I have an extra I because it makes me more valuable for other people. I have to tell something more than other people can do. They have a boring life. And so I'm having an exciting
0: life now. <laughs> so that's, that's be,
1: be, be positive.
0: I love it. Can be very challenging for a partner to learn that the person they're with has a difference like this and they may be disoriented by it Mm -hmm. as well. What do you think a partner should know? Or what would you say to a partner?
1: Keep talking. It's the only way to be aware of it, to know what's going on. Ask open questions so you can learn more about your partner, what he has to tell or what she has to tell to you. Because my wife and I did also a lot of talking to each other. And still, we are not separated at this moment. So we are still married for almost 20 years now. It also means that uh, your partner has to be a strong person as well. That's right. It's necessary to have that. And she is always asking me questions about what I have done this day. Or at the office, what kind of work I have done this day. She asked me. I asked her, that's the same part. But also, I can believe some having issues at the office, well, I'm thinking in an other way than she did. So she also asked me in what way I was thinking, in what way I've acted, in what kind I did help other people or not. So that makes sense for
0: me. So the number of diagnoses is being multiplied very quickly at the moment what advice would you give to parents who've just learned of the diagnosis
1: talk to other parents uh, who also have a child with an extra chromosome so you can learn from them how did you get contact with them go to patient organizations platforms with other people who share their information but also talk to doctors go to an expertise center for proper information and treatment don't treat your child as a victim, but treat him or her in the same way as you raised or have raised other children. It makes a difference in life.
0: What advice would you give to doctors? Take the people who come to your seriously and give them
1: more time than you might be reimbursed by the health insurance company. They are not lazy and it is not between the ears, but in their DNA. So be aware of that. Because if we are not exist, the doctors had no work. So they have to be aware of that. If we are not here, they don't have to investigate anything. If you would like to investigate and research, then you have to be positively about the people who come into your room and to speak to you. It's a similarity when you have an appointment with your doctor. If I'm not telling him anything or he didn't ask me, then it will be quiet in the room. You have to tell about what's going on. Why I have an appointment? Because there's an issue. So I have to talk about it. But if he didn't ask me the right questions, then it's my task to give them the information. I would like to share with him, but also where I have to ask him questions so I did get answers so I can f- go further on with my life. In the Dutch Kleineveld Association, we also have a, a medical advisory board. So what I'm going through and what I heard from other members of our association, it can help the medical board to face it. The issues with what's going on, we can give them through to the medical board. So they also know how to work on guidelines. It's also information from within going to the medical staff so they can help us also with the guidelines. With the guidelines, people in other hospitals also know how to act and react. It's necessary there have been guidelines not only for the medical issues, for uh, the endocrinologist or the clinical uh, genetics, but also from the stories of the people who are coming for the appointment. It's um, a two- or three-way coming information line for the guidelines. It's not only medical stuff, I will tell you, but it's also the treatment of the people who are having
0: genetic differences. Your vision is to put the person at the center of care. But to do so, with genetic differences like X and Y chromosome variations, you need to bring together know-how from quite a few different disciplines. How do you make this happen in practice?
1: The medical people are good in what they are doing on their own island because the endocrinologist don't know nothing about psychologists and all the other ones. So what I'm doing is I'm looking for what we call holistic because the whole body does matter. I started when I became a member of the association. There also were doctors, medical people in the past who helped the association so i went to all these medical people and have a conversation with them and ask them you have done in the past will you also continue in the future and if not can you help me to find other medical people who would like to do that so that was the start of having a medical advisory board all the medical issues have to be uh, in our board. There's one missing person and that's a dentist. So I'm looking for a dentist in the Netherlands because the Kleinfelders have taurodontism. Also you will find it by people with uh, syndrome of Down.
0: Downs is relatively well known by most people. Kleinfelters is not. Why do you feel it's so important to increase awareness?
1: Because. Uh, the preferences of uh, Kleinefelter syndrome is one at 500 men worldwide has the syndrome of Kleinefelter. When you are looking at the Netherlands, that will be 17,500 people with syndrome of Kleinefelter. We think with all the medical people here that they are at a real time diagnosed, the number will be 5,000, 6,000 people. So there's a m- missing group of people who don't know they have Kleinefelter syndrome. So it means they are false diagnosed and other diagnose because when you are looking for, you have some issues with tiredness or autistic problems. Maybe that's not the cause. The cause may be Kleinefeld syndrome, but if you're not uh, researching for that, then you will not know it at this time.
0: Doesn't that also mean that even before somebody has any of these issues, they can be checked up for it?
1: That's right, I'm not an adventurist, so I didn't broke any bones in my life. but yes, when I was born, I have also the osteoporosis. That means that if boys and and girls are breaking bones or one or more, then it would be um, signed up for medical people. So hey, maybe it's time to do research and maybe there is a genetic difference here it's also
0: awareness for them if there was one piece of research that you would really like to see done in the future what piece of research would that be
1: investigate the effects of for individuals when you're over 40 years old what issues do you have to deal with medically anymore And is that specific to chromosome variation or it is deviant?
0: And what advice would you give to teachers or educators? Give children with a chromosome variation the chance to be allowed to learn in their own
1: way and provide individual teaching where necessary. Above all, also give them space to be allowed to be children and have their own world, even if it is different from most other children's perceptions.
0: If you could go back in time and say something to yourself as a child with the benefit of your experience today, what would you say to that child? Cheer up. Have faith in yourself. You can take one, the whole
1: world. You can be there as you are. Accept yourself and show it
0: to those around you. The last nine questions are originally from a popular literary show in France. I know you like to read. What is your favorite word? I've two. Education and ambassadorship. What is your least favorite word? Give up. What makes you happy, brings you joy? To be myself and have fun in life. What sound or noise do you love? Trumpet and
1: organ music. I, I'm playing trumpet for many years. I started in
0: April 1983. What sound or noise do you hate? Screaming children. What is your favorite curse word? Ships. What profession- like potato chips. Wait, is is chips your 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 favorite curse word, or is it something? Yeah, not chips. With chips, the chip, chip, with a chips is letter? my.
1: No, it's chips. But uh, to to declare it, it's from potato chips.
0: <laughs> what profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt, or would you have liked to attempt? Forest.
1: I was supposed to do that because I'm very allergic to all things growing and like flowers and plants and trees so has to
0: choose something different what profession would you not like to do to be a surgeon if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates welcome
1: you have performed your ambassadorship on earth well now you may rest and look around
0: and enjoy everything mm. Thank you for listening to the second of two episodes with Alfred Jonker, a pioneer in helping to change lives of people with common genetic variations. His work matters not only because of the positive difference he and the organization he is involved with are making in the Netherlands, but also because his patient-centric holistic approach to care may help provide a roadmap for other parts of the world at a time of exploding diagnosis. I believe his example as a person also matters. As you heard, on one hand, Alfred describes himself as naturally risk adverse and conservative. Yet, on the other hand, he doesn't seem to hesitate to push the boundaries and challenge the status quo. I was curious about this, so at the end of our conversation, I asked him why, and he shared a little story. In conclusion to today's episode, here's what he said.
1: I told you earlier, my wife is born in South Africa. Every two years we go back to South Africa to spend our holidays with the family. So also this year we went to South Africa. I stepped out of my comfort zone to take an adventurous kickoff to go with a slide line with 13 platforms. So, You are in a harness and sitting and you are going above a ravine with waterfalls underneath you at 75 meters high. You have a zip line and you go over it and you have to face yourself if you're looking down. There's no way back. Sometimes you have to challenge yourself and to come out of your comfort zone. It was also a challenge to do that. It gave me uh, a lot of adrenaline, yes.